wonderful day. Praise God. Welcome to those of you that are walking, walking, watching online. Anita and I uh, had a chance to get away this last week and go visit her sister and brother-in-law in Ohio. And I try to get her to be able to see her sister at least once a year. They're very close. It's really the only family member that she has left. And we had a wonderful, wonderful time. So I'm always so blessed that I can just go away, know that you're in good hands. I know that whoever's ministering to you will do a wonderful job and understand that everybody here that's just operating things and so that I can go away and do the things that I need to do to begin to to help my wife and bless her. So thank you. Uh, We're so glad to be home. We're glad to be back in our church. And I just want to make a comment about uh, two things that we just heard about. First of all, that Alpha program. If you're not aware of what it is, it is it is a program started years ago by a pastor in London. It is literally going around the world and changed the lives of so many people. Pastor Sam Smucker, whose church you've, you've heard of before, he's got a large church down in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That church was energized and changed through this program. And what it will do is it will teach you, not only teach you, but give you an opportunity to, to invite people that you work with or your neighbors into something that's very non-threatening religiously, but helps them face the issues of life. Why am I here? What is the purpose of my life? The kind of issues that everybody has down inside of them that really are the most important issues that people don't know how to talk about or to face. And it helps you know how, learn how to help them face these things as well as it's something you can invite them to and, and this program will help do that for you. It just begins to open questions and through that the Holy Spirit's able to move and touch lives and ultimately is save, save many lives. Also just want to encourage you men uh, we've invited uh, Bishop, he's Bishop now, Lafayette Scales here for this men's meeting. We've shortened it down, so you're just going to hear from him. Uh, but he always brings a message that's very timely for this church. There are many people we have come, and they teach a nice, good message, and they feed us. But God has made a connection between him and this church for years. And when he comes, he speaks something into the lives of people and into this church. So this is an opportunity Whatever else you may have scheduled that Saturday morning, make sure you come. And wives, kick them out of the house. Make sure that they get here because we need to be fed well, especially in the times we've come through a very challenging, difficult year, and we're still dealing with very challenging issues. We need to hear a word from God. Some of you really need to hear a word from God, and you won't hear it sitting home, going through your apps, and listening to who you want to listen to. But we need to trust God to bring people to us that will speak to us what God wants to say to us. And I'll be very careful. I'll get off on a soapbox on that because that's one of my pet peeves. Praise the Lord. We're going to do something a little different this morning. Um, I've been teaching you and talking about um, learning to walk in the Spirit, live in, can, in, and be more aware of the Spirit person that you are on the inside and of the Holy Spirit's presence in you. As I was, we we're going through praise and worship, and this is something that, that we've I've talked, we thought about doing earlier. We're going to give you an opportunity this morning to hear from some of our teens that went to the Uproar Conference back at the end of July. And, and the reason this is so, the timing of this is so good, is, and this is what was coming to me this morning. The Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, which we're part of, was not birthed by great teaching. There was great teaching. But it was not birthed by great teaching. It was birthed because Jesus told the disciples to wait, not to run out, to wait until they were endued with power from on high. So Jesus knew something that so often we Christians don't understand, that we cannot do church business in our own strength. We cannot do church business with great teaching. We we need it, but we can't do it. That's not enough alone. And they didn't know what to expect. So it wasn't as if Jesus gave them this great plan of what's going to happen. He just told them to simply wait until they had received what God had promised them from on high. And when they didn't know what to do, the second major ingredient, which we're not very good at either, besides waiting, is when they didn't know what to do, they prayed. And they didn't know even what to pray for. They just made themselves open and available for God to do with them and in them and through them what he wanted to do. 
And on the day of Pentecost, they were gathered together like they were the day before the day of Pentecost. And in Acts chapter 2, it explains what Jesus had promised them. The Holy Spirit blew into that place with a mighty rushing wind. And there were tongues as of fire. It wasn't little big lights on top of their head. They were filled with the glory of God. And, and nobody had to tell them to go out into the streets. They could not contain it to themselves. They, it spilled out into the streets and burst the church. Something that they didn't understand. Something that they weren't anticipating. And the only thing is they knew God had promised it. And they had cleansed their hearts to be open to whatever God wanted to do. And I believe with all my heart, God wants to visit this church in a tangible way that you'll know for sure that there's a real God. That you'll know for sure God cares about you and God is powerful and wants to be involved in your life. And more than that, that the pe- people in your life that don't know Christ, the people in your, in, in your whole sphere, God wants to touch their lives with how real He is. And it's not going to happen just because we're good Christians and because we go to church regularly. It's because God is going to demonstrate his power and his majesty and his reality and his caring through, through the power of the Holy Spirit. But we have to learn to set our thinking aside, open our hearts, and allow ourselves to be available. Very often God births this in churches through the young people. Why? Because they're more open. They're ready for something authentic. They're not set in their ways, and they're not just sitting there thinking, well, this is what church always is. I've learned to accept it. They don't accept things the way they are. So we were so excited, and you invested in this group of young people that went to this Upwork conference in the end of July. And there was a mighty move of God, which some of them never dreamed they would ever see and ever experience. So right now I'm going to ask Pastor Chris, you've invest, invited some of them to just come on and take over and and maybe we'll come up at the end. We'll see. Mr. John, thank you. Just to follow up with Pastor, what he was saying, um, my wife and I got to go. And thank you for investing in that. Um, knowing that it was named, thank you, Pastor, right? Knowing that it was named Uproar, the name alone, going in for the first time, knew that it was going to be loud. And there would be a high sensitivity to the energy in this church that we were in. And it met all of those in all, all, in all glory and, and praise and pointing to Jesus, <laughs> not in men alone. But I, I really appreciate Pastor taking this time that we can just talk with some of the teens that went. And uh, we'll just kind of go from there. We really don't have a big format here. We're just letting the Holy Spirit kind of go with us on this. But if I could invite... Uh, the teens up, Miss Priscilla and Grace and Matt and Nazare, right? Come on up. Yeah, give them applause. They don't know what they've committed to yet, so please continue to applaud. Yeah. <laughs> Guys want to grab a mic. That's great. I mean, you can stand, sit. I mean, we can be pretty casual here. We didn't get any chairs, anything such as that. I have a few notes to keep somewhat organized, but. Um, I do, oh yes, I do want to, first of all, before we dive in, let's thank uh, the volunteers that went, because they gave up, yeah, we're going to read some names, they uh, gave up a lot of comforts to come out and and um, minister and be there for our teens. So obviously we can't applaud enough for Mr. Kevin Dakin, he really was the logistics man on this, uh, Kenyatta Hayes, Sharon McLean, Steve Kuna. Uh, Mara Arlink, and last but not least, who's been with D2L for 20-some-odd years, Mr. Ken Chase. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So, And as we've talked with some of the leaders, I think we got more out of it than maybe, maybe we thought we were going. I mean, we were going to serve, but it's amazing when you step out to serve how God turns the tables on that and really serves you, right? And we get ministered to that way. But it was quite an amazing time. I mean, it didn't, when we got there Friday night, it didn't take me more than like five minutes when the service started. I was like, oh, we'd be in a Pentecostal church. So we knew right away and where our roots are from too here at FCC. So it was exciting. We knew we were, we were in for a ride here and what God was going to do. Obviously, thank you, gentlemen. The, uh, there was quite a bit of di- dynamic speaking going on and the preaching. Um, they had a leadership session that I was able to sit into with all our, 
of volunteers and that uh, I'm still to, still trying to digest some of that um, and what was talked about. But yeah, thanks for coming up. <laughs> so we I did give you the three what questions, right, to kind of meditate on and just you know just answer to us what you what you felt and and the three what's were what were you what were you expecting as you were packing your bags going there to New York because this was in you know I still don't know where I drove but where was this in New York this was what Midwest upstate somewhere right okay thanks Dami all right it was out there it was nine hours right guys all in a row nine hours yeah so but but yeah, just what were you expecting? Certainly, we had a lot of time. What we were expecting on the way up there, and then what we expected uh, during that these uh, different meetings and the worship time. And they had a concert. I'm gonna be done talking about me for a second. But there was one neat life changing thing. All right, I've never been a fan of hip hop and rap, and we had yeah, uh, yeah the, uh, and I'm open to every just about every genre. So they had uh, social misfits. They had a concert one night. And 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 my family's yelling at me now because it's on my playlist on my phone. I mean, I'm getting the. I mean, it's just amazing how God opens up different music genres for it to speak to you. So never put him in a box. I know I'm putting it in the illustration of music, but he's ready to work in any avenue that he has provided on planet Earth for you to to hear from him. So enough about me. That, so what you expected when you're going there, what you experienced during there. You know, specifically in the God moments, not in our accommodations. <laughs> we stay at the Econo Lodge. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and then, and then, what did you? It was good. It was good because we were all together on the same floor. So, um, but it was an experience at times. Uh, the other thing was, what is God continuing to do in you now since that? Because I know it's been a few weeks, and I wish we could have done this sooner, but it is where we are right now. Ladies first, sorry. Nazare, why don't you go? Thank you again. Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> um, well, it was this was the first time I ever went to Uproar, and I like um, the first time we joined D2L, me and my brother. Um, people kept on asking, "Oh, have you been to Uproar yet? Um, how do you, how do you think it will go?" and um, so I had kind of like high expectations because even like parents and um, was like mentioning it to us, and I was like pretty excited. I didn't really know what to expect because I kind of like surprises, and I didn't even know it was a Pentecostal church either. So that was a bigger surprise. But yeah, yeah, that's what I. That's my. <laughs> So what when during the sessions we were in, you know, what was one of the takeaways that really God was moving on your heart? Whether you saw it, or spoke it, or worshipped it, you know, what did you see God doing in those rooms, that room when we were there a few nights? Well, um, it helped me to be like more expressive of my love for Jesus. Because sometimes I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, um, it just helps. It just helps me be like. I learned, it helps. Sorry. It, um, it taught me how to be like more expressive of um, showing my love for Jesus and not just always just standing there or something during worship and like kind of helped me be more free so, yeah it freed me it, yeah it opened my heart to yeah just God's love for me so it really helped yeah awesome thank you and with starting school you're in what grade now Nazarene I'm in ninth grade ninth now. Ninth grade. So being a, a light into your class, what has God been doing in you since that that you can think of? Well, it's kind of difficult to kind of talk to people nowadays, uh, like my age. Um, but people, I can tell people can like see Jesus through my life. 
that you're always like, you're so nice, Nazare, or, or, yeah, like, so sweet and pretty. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> just throw a track in their face at that point. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad, you know, I can um, make someone's day, help them feel like more loved because it's, it's really hard nowadays, especially for like teens. Um, they, it's, it's hard. So I'm glad they can, um, find some joy, you know, in, in what God can do for them. So. Awesome. Part of that light you're shining. Thank you, Nazare. Thank you. Miss Grace. You probably hit the button on the side. All right. Hi, everyone. Um, so when I first heard about Uproar, at that time in my life, I had felt like I kind of was like lost in my walk with Jesus. And when I heard about Uproar, I was taken by surprise because my initial reaction was, wow, you should really go to that. Like, that would be really good for you. And for me, um, it was a surprise to me because normally that's something that's way out of my comfort zone. Um, not something that I would usually, like, consider going to because it, I don't know. But something in me was really telling me that I should go to this. So I was like, okay, I need to listen to this. And what I've learned recently from Pastor John is that sometimes God will have you do something or go somewhere and you don't really know why, but it's important to listen to him because um, it's how you can find your calling. So I went in there with no expectations. I had no idea what to expect. Um, it's my first year going, and all I had in the back of my mind was I wanted to get something out of it. So I went in there ready to experience whatever I was going to experience and knew I wanted to get something out of it. Yeah. And then... Um, what I experienced was incredible, and it was amazing. Like, I had never been able to feel the presence of God. Like, the presence in that room was so strong. Like, it was something I had never experienced. And... At the end of each of the services, I would find myself always up, like, at the altar with a lot of other people, and I would just find myself, like, crying and in tears, and I'm not someone who would cry, like, easily, so I was like, whoa, and um, it was just incredible. I felt myself, I was, like, so hungry for the Word and for His presence, and it was just an incredible experience, and by the end of it, me and Emma, who also came, we were, we knew we needed to get water baptized, because we had just felt so, like, renewed, and it was just incredible, and we went without a change of clothes with nothing, and we got water baptized, which was insane, and... (laughs) But yeah, it was just crazy being able to feel his presence through all, like, the pastors, too. Like, they would come around and lay their hands on you, and, like, everyone was just, like, in tears, and you could really feel it. And I think that was what I took away most from it. Wow. And see what we do if we go with no expectations, what he fills. That's awesome. That is good. Yeah, we did. They gave an opportunity for water baptism uh, Friday night or Saturday night? Saturday night. Saturday night. So that was really wonderful. We may show a video. We'll see what time we have um, that we have in the booth to show some of that. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely an amazing. And just an announcement, we are going to be doing a water baptism here October 24th. We're at, hey, you know what? That's on a Sunday. Oh my gosh, we're going to do it in church. <laughs> water baptism over there. It's going to push onto the screen during one of our services on October 24th. So get ready for that. You'll hear more information to come. Sorry, my side announcement, though. But thank you, Grace. Priscilla. Hello. I'm back again. Um, the first question. What was the first question again? How would I expect it, right? Yep. Okay. Um, 
you know, I saw the video and like I've been here for like three years, so I see like every year whenever everyone comes back and they're all like on fire. I never could go because it's usually around like my birthday and my dad's birthday, so we always just stayed home. But um, this year, being my senior year, I was like, eh, I'll go. And um, I don't, as far as expectations, again, I wasn't really expecting anything, to be honest. Like spiritually, when I went there, I thought I was good. I was like, yeah, you know, I do worship, I read my Bible, I'm good. Like I don't, I'm not expecting like a whole revelation or something. I was wrong, very wrong. Um, when I got over there, like, I can't even put it into words. Like, you literally have to be there. It was amazing. Like, because so often, like, everyone says about this generation, like, oh, they're so lost. Like, they don't have, like, a hunger for Christ. But in that church, every single voice was raised singing for Christ. Like, they were singing all night, all night. And at first, I was like, I am tired. We drove for nine hours. I am tired. I want to go home. I mean, to the room. But on that Saturday night, I was just like, everyone's like, let's go home. I'm like, no, we'll stay, we'll stay. Um, And that Saturday night actually was the water baptism. And that was the most powerful night for me because um, that was the first time that I heard God really speak to me. Because, you know, so often, like, you think, like, is that God speaking or is it just my head? Or, like, I don't know the difference. But I was at the altar. and he was saying, because they already did the water baptisms, like the people that signed up. And he was just like, it's your last chance, like if you want to go. And I was sitting there, I was like, should I? I don't have a change of clothes. Um, I don't really want to get my hair wet. And <laughs> um, it's like a long time to do my hair. So I was like, eh. Um, and then my main thing was just like, I don't think I'm ready. Like, I didn't even take the classes. I didn't do any of that. And then I heard God say to me, he's like, don't worry about it. You're ready. Just go. Just go, like, go, go, go. And there's, like, hundreds of people behind me. I'm like, how am I going to squeeze through all these people? But all I heard him say was, go, go, go. So I went. um, I was standing in that line. And to be honest, I felt kind of a little bit lonely because, you know, usually with baptisms, like, your family's there, your friends. I didn't know where my friends were. So I was just standing there alone. And um, actually, Mr. Ken and Miss Jennifer, they were there for me. Um, So I really appreciate them for that. And I'll always remember that. Um, They were there. They were um, encouraging me. And, you know, I was just in the spirit, and I was just listening to God. And I went in the water. It was freezing. Some girl told me it was warm. It was not warm. It was freezing. I, I was low-key mad, but I was like, nope, I'm baptized. I need to be cool. It was freezing. And um, but when I came out of there, and even till now, um, as far as, like, changes, the one thing that I know is that I see things so much differently because I went in that water with so much um, um, baggage and burdens. And I'm not going to say they're all completely lifted off because, you know, it takes time, but as far as the way that I view them, it's changed completely, and um, that's how I knew, like, when God was telling me to go, it was so I can see those things differently and approach them differently, so I'm grateful for the uproar, and for all of you guys for um, allowing me to go for free, um, and yeah, it was, I'll always remember that forever, and if for other D2Lers, like, next year and the years to come, you should really go, because it really changes your life, and I mean it. Thank you, Priscilla. Yes. Mr. Matt. Hello. So, um, you guys know me. I play guitar. <laughs> um, so, what I expected. Um, I expected to hear some great worship, go there, have fun. I've I, I never been to Uproar before, but I went to um, our trip to that camp in Pennsylvania. And I still consider those two weeks some of the most important weeks in my life and in my walk with God, you know, like that really, um, I learned a lot from, from those two weeks. But, um, so I went to Uproar and I got a lot more out of it than I expected. Um, two things I really learned is, um, to bury my old, like, world personality, you know, and really, like, just walk into my identity in Christ and, um, and I also learned that the value of, having friends your age that also believe in the same thing as you. You know, um, COVID happened, um, you know, D2L kind of fell apart, you know, lost leadership, and me and all the other D2Ls kind of drifted apart. Like, I never really talked to anybody outside of church and stuff like that. And I felt really just alone. Like, you know, I go out there to school, everyone's like so vile towards Jesus. And um, everything seems so dark and lost, but 
being there and being around all you know people my age just praising God with pure joy and pure enthusiasm letting letting everything just loose and and letting everything go it was just so great it was so uh rejuvenating I can't pronounce that word (laughs) yeah Uh, it was just like refreshing you know and it really like gave me that little extra push that I need when I went back home you know what I mean to like not get lost in the world and just stay motivated to um to keep I don't know I don't know keep changing things around me at home I also was uh, inspired by someone who came up on stage talking about his mission at his own church or whatever, his own town, trying to, uh, I don't know, get, uh, you know, more believers, his, you know, I can't really talk that clear right now, but, yeah, I think we should be doing that, like, we go on missions to foreign countries and stuff to, to minister to people there, but there's people here need, that need ministering, you know, especially my age. That's it. Great, man. No, Great. Some of the future right here. And I want to thank you for, yes, it's worth a stand, please. We want to thank you for listening to the voice of God and going. We certainly do. And we want to thank everyone who financially contributed because we had, we had 20, oh boy, I'm going to botch this, 20, 30, yeah, 30 teens. And, and we were able to, because of your generosity, None of the teens or the um, volunteers had to pay a dime, you know, to doing this. So this was thank you to you and seeing the importance and pastor for seeing the great opportunity to do this. You know, you hit a you hit a word there, Matt, uh, that what I felt I was getting out of it too, or seeing and witnessing and maybe encouraging here as we're talking, uh, is that word identity. Uh, we know so much, and at your ages. We, we can't even imagine, um, and all the teens, what they go through with that big question mark, you know, that stares them down every day. Who are you in that identity? And I felt that even, although it wasn't officially titled, the, the different speakers didn't officially say this is the uproar title, Identity Conference. But individually, most of the speakers kept talking about identity to some degree, Uh, Even to the point of the first one on Friday night saying, you know, you're going through stuff. We know that, but there's victory in Christ. But that victory is really not going to come until you start growing in your identity in Christ, right? Because we can only go so far in that uh, on our own strength. And what in this type of generation, and pastors talk about that. You you have not not heard this before, but it was just seeing that at this conference um, you know, when we get a little older in our age, I'm 50 uh, this year, you know, we get more, we don't even, if I'm to ask a lot of you grown adults, who are you, you know? Uh, well, my life experiences have defined, you know, my identity. At these ripe ages, where their life experiences, yeah, they haven't been easy. Life isn't. But they're so yearning and hungering to know authenticity of what's out there and to define their identity, they're hungry for that, I would say. And you're hungry for that. You can't fake hunger. When you're hungry, you're hungry, right? So you have, I'm not going to preach here, but you have identity, seemed to me was throughout the whole conference in the speakers. So once we get to grow in our identity in Christ, Paul said in Galatians, right, we've been what? Crucified with Christ. It's not I that lives anymore. It's him that lives in me, right? So when we begin to, to grow in our identity with him, God begins to sh- manifest his heart in us. We know this. But here's another extent that we saw at this conference. This is what Pastor John just talked about earlier. So once that identity continues to grow, no matter what stages, because just being hungry for identity is when you begin to grow. <laughs> so when you start growing more and more, of that identity, even in a weekend of time, he has to manifest his heart not only in you, but through you. And that through is what we're going to be seeing, and Pastor John's been seeing behind the veil, the Holy Spirit dropping an axe bomb, meaning axe, not the tool bomb, in this room at some point. The book of Acts. 
the Holy Spirit making himself present. That's what we saw at the conference. That's what many of them were just talking about because they started growing in their identity and it started coming out of them. And it manifests because the Holy Spirit works in you, but he'll rest upon you to affect those around you. How are we going to save an earth if we can't prove signs and wonders rooted in the Holy Spirit? Our good messages, our great educational speeches, we, we need some of that, but, but it's going to be, oh my gosh, God did that. No man could have done that. Healings, restorations, all grounded in when we lead with love, his love, right? So, I mean, I saw that and just the manifestations that were coming up, people slain in the spirit, rejoicing. I'm not being mean, but there's no corpse in Christianity. You, you have to be excited about what he's done. I'm excited the Patriots are playing at 1 o'clock today, but I'm more excited about my eternity. But I'll cheer at the Patriots game, but in this room, the Holy Spirit wants to manifest And it may get messy at times. That's good because then it's less of our control, right? Sometimes. So I would, I really, hopefully you resonated with you too. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but that's what I got out of it too, just that identity, identity, identity. One of the books uh, that one of the pastors spoke from that she wrote at the conference was called Kill the Copycat. And I want to thank Mara for stepping up because she sees that as a small group right now. With the hunger identity so much in these age groups, comparison tends to get to be the answer of how I'm going to identify myself. And that's a dangerous rope to walk because God created you guys. You're uniquely and wonderfully made, and he has called you to do this. So I really thank you very much for uh, going out to Uproar. Um, we've got more of these to come, I believe, and what and Pastor Mike leading the D2Lers with all his team. I mean, there is, it's just begun down there, and it'll be up here too. You know, once we start continuing to grow our identity in Christ and who he's called to be. Because everything you need is in that identity and grounded in love. It's everything. And the world, as you know, daily is asking that question. Who am I? My gender, my feelings, this and that. But, I mean, you guys have the answer in those classrooms, in those schools, and shining that light. And the Holy Spirit will continue to speak to you. And don't feel the pressure. Just be obedient. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Sounds simple, but, and I know it isn't at times, but be obedient, and then the Holy Spirit will work through you. And it's just a wonderful thing to do. Um, I think we do have time to embarrass you guys with the water baptism video. No? Should we do it or should we not? I don't know. Yeah, we do. We have some time. So I don't know if, Gene, has that been queued up there? Oh, here we go. So here's a little bit of a recap. As for me and my house and my family, my school, my generation, we will serve the Lord. If you believe it, shout a loud shout unto God. I'm going to praise till my brother gets free. I'm going to praise till my school gets free. I'm going to praise till my church breaks loose. So when you're in the midst of a dark night and the devil's trying to come at your mind, trying to take you out, trying to make you feel like you won't make it, you need to just get up out of your bed, flip a light on, and you need to just lift your hands all in your room and just say it out loud. Say 24-7, 365, we've got the victory. Come on, 24-7, 365, we've got the
we lift you up? How do we lift you up? We lift you up higher. Father, we lift you up. We lift you up higher, higher, higher. We give you praise. Father, we give you praise. We give it up louder, louder. Sing louder, Lord. We lift you up. We lift you up for all the Pastor Cody, and he's the uh, youth pastor at that church, and really is the one who spear has been spearheading up for for many years. And his heart for reaching the young is whew, they put a lot into it. But we can have fire here too, right? The Holy Spirit and fire. We just continue to pray for these teens. Just wanted to pray with you real quick, and then um, we'll go from there, I guess. Yeah, okay. I want to pray for these teens, if you can raise your hands towards them, and then we're going to collectively just pray for D2L in general, and all those that could go, and those that didn't have the opportunity to go. We just want to impart and agree in this prayer, and, and knowing that God is just beginning things in them, right? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for those who are here today that are up on the stage, and we're sharing their hearts Lord, and, and just representing what they experienced at D2L. Lord, in many cases, we can have those expectations, but as we found, if we have no expectations and only room for you and your Holy Spirit to work, beautiful things can happen, Father, that, that give us good, but give you glory, Father God, all the way. And Lord, we just continue to pray for them as, as the fire of the Holy Spirit has rested upon them during that conference. That was just a springboard to further what they're being called to do in their lives. And we pray for all D2Lers that that fire of God continue to burn. And Lord, when there's questions in their lives of the what's and the who's, they know who they belong to, Father God, and that is you. Lord, let them be witnesses to them around them, not by preaching unless it's called, but just by being your love to a generation that they're encountered with, Lord. Lord, we continue to give them courage when courage is needed. Give them peace when peace needs to rest in their soul. And above all, give them discernment on when to step out. 
and knowing that they are loved by their heavenly Father who paid an amazing price for them. Lord, just continue to build relationships through them. And as D2L, we believe the best is yet to come as we continue to search and get hungry for the things of God and as we continue to know our identity is only in you and whose we belong to, we can be confident that your heart is going to be, your, only your heart is going to be working inside of us and through us to affect those around us. And we claim favor in their life, godly favor. Doors that are opening that have maybe never been opened in their lives that only you can open. And we just pray health and healing and peace and rest as you continue to reach them and call them to what you've designed them to do through their Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you. To an altar call. We couldn't end this service. And again, Pastor John, you may want to come up still. or yeah, Just wanted to can't end this service without giving you an invitation if you're watching online before you do okay i I just want to say something thank you please you have blessed me so much this morning thank you It, it takes it takes courage to go and step out to go do something like that when you've never experienced it before but god has rewarded your courage when you step out of your comfort zone it's not because God's trying to make something difficult to you. He has an opportunity for you. And the enemy wants to keep us afraid and, and bottled up inside of where we're comfortable when God's trying to... But see, wherever you step out, he'll go with you. And he'll meet you there. And this is what you've experienced. But I wanted to end before with saying this to you. This is not a D2L experience. This is not... Do not let your mind think, well, this was nice for them downstairs because in God's mind there's no downstairs and upstairs we're one we're one body they're a younger part of the body than we are and some of us are an older part of the body but we're one body and God will use their passion and their desire for authenticity and their hunger that Pastor Chris talked about he'll use that to stimulate us so don't be a spectator don't look at this and say well this was nice for them Because God wants to give you a taste in their lives and through them challenge us for what God wants to do in your life and my life and must do in our lives in order for the heart of God to be done. So I believe with all my heart, this is the beginning of something, not the end of something several months ago and now we'll get on with something else. And God has had us do this this morning to whet your appetite so that you will not be satisfied with where you are spiritually. Some of you have been Christians. Some of you watching online have been Christians for for years. And you've just hardly grown very much at all. And you kind of settled into where you are. And God wants to shake your world up, your spiritual world, and challenge you because He loves you, because He has so much more for you and wants so much more of you for Himself and through you to do what He wants to do. With all the craziness going on in the world, as I've said to you so many times, We're not here to survive. We're here for such a time as this. God has put us here for such a time as this. He's preserved this church, brought us through so many challenges for 43 years, and not just to stay where we are, because there's an an appointed time for your life, my life, and for this church. And this is very much what's needed, is that we be open to let God move when He wants to move and to take the boundaries off of the limitations that we put on Him so the, and once you get a taste of it, it becomes addictive, I warn you. So this is a Pentecostal church at our roots. And Pentecost, you know when it's here. So praise God. Again, I want to thank you so much for coming. You are, you, you're, you're challenging us, and we desperately need that. So be patient with us, because we're slow, but we'll come along eventually. And God bless you. So you want to, I'll close with you. We never want to end a service without giving those of you that may be here or those of you that may be watching online an opportunity for what they've experienced this morning, what they've told you about this morning. But it all comes through the doorway of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus said these words. These are not the doctrine of the church. It is our doctrine. Jesus said these words. The Son of the living God. Jesus said these words. Then in order to enter the kingdom of God, that's heaven, you must be born again. There's a lot of derision out in the world about that term. There's a lot of mocking of that term. But Jesus said, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. I'll explain that in a minute. And he said later on, I am Jesus. I am the way, not one of many ways. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one enters into heaven unless they come through me. What does that mean? That means that the only way you can enter into the relationship with God, the only way you can enter into heaven isn't by your church attendance, although that's important. It isn't by your giving. That's important. It isn't by your good deeds. They're important. But it is one way and one way alone. It is through faith in what God did for you through Jesus Christ on that cross. On that cross, God took his sinless son and he took your sin and my sin and the sin of the world which separated us from a holy God and God placed our sin on Christ and on him 2,000 years ago he judged your sin and my sin he punished your sin and my sin so that all that's left to do and the only sin that keeps us from heaven is the sin of rejecting Christ and what he's done for us so I want to give you that opportunity this morning. This is not a casual thing you do. It's not something where you just say a prayer and say, well, I, now I'm going to heaven. It's a commitment Christ made to you 2,000 years ago. And he's waiting here this morning to fulfill that commitment. But it's a commitment you need to make to him. That you're going to give your life to him. That you're going to put your trust in him for your salvation. And it's the beginning of a journey. It's not everything, but it's the beginning of that journey. When these young people went into that tank and were baptized, and we'll talk about this in a few weeks, they were entering in that, to that commitment, even though they'd made it years before. Are you ready to do that this morning? If you're here or you're watching online, I want to lead you in a simple prayer. Don't do this casually. You've got to mean this. But if you mean this, God means with all his heart that your sins will be forgiven, that God's love will be poured out upon you, and you will begin a journey with him that will lead you into the eternity that Pastor Chris crossed about a few minutes ago. You don't need to kneel. You don't need to stand. You just right where you are. You just need to mean this as best you can. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. And those of you here this morning, say this with me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. You know everything I've ever done, everything I've ever said, everything I ever thought. For whatever did not please you, I ask you to forgive me. I repented it. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Make me clean in your sight. Jesus, I call upon you to come into my life as my Savior. And I take my life as it is right now and I put it into your hands to be Lord. Fill me with your spirit so that I may live strong for you for the rest of my days. Thank you for loving me this much. Amen. If you prayed that with me this morning and you meant that, either this was your first time or you made a recommitment with the Lord, there's something I need you to do. There's a number at the bottom of your screen. I want you to call that number tomorrow morning someone will answer that phone and the reason I want you to do that is we want to send to you some free material to give you a better understanding of what you've just done this morning second thing I want you to tune in next week at the same time or better yet come and be with us because we're going to continue to help you along this journey if you were here this morning and you prayed that for the first time, or you made a recommitment of your life to the Lord. When we dismiss in just a moment, when you leave, if you will go around to the Common Ground Cafe over there, Pastor Michael will be there, and he will have some the same material to give to you that we're giving to those that watched online. Thank you for watching online. Let's all stand together.
I'll remind you, Wednesday night, we're doing a series on following the steps of Abraham's faith. The reason that's important is we see how God helped Abraham to grow in his faith. And in order to walk with the Lord today, you need to know how to walk in the steps of the faith of Abraham. So we're learning to do that together. Thank you again, guys. Worship team, great job. If you close with a worship, and we'll dismiss you. Thank you. Break open prison doors.